Yeah, Mr. D-O-double-R I say, yeah buddy, rolling like a big shot Chevy tuned up like a NASCAR pit stop Hey everybody and welcome to episode 7 of the Locked In Baseball Podcast And, you know, today we have a very special guest His name is Eric Fole He's the head coach at Hope International University Which is a NAIA baseball program here in Southern California in Orange County Fullerton, you know, um, Fullerton, Fullerton, right? Yep. Or Placentia, Fullerton. Fullerton. Okay. So, um, you know, I, I mean, first, I mean, welcome, Eric. Thanks for joining us, joining me. Uh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. And so, um, you know, this is, again, episode seven. And, you know, what we've aimed to try to do with this podcast is, you know, one, I just have a whole lot of time right now to kind of <laughs> dive into something new. Yeah. But um, uh, we've we've had you know we've had other coaches on we've had some D one guys we've had some we've had a D two coach so far, um, and you know it, it's just a matter of you know providing the information that we can so that people have a better understanding of you know well for at least this podcast you know baseball outside of Division one baseball but if you you know aspire to play you know at at a, a lower division school you know. Um, you know, there's, there's, you know, there's just so many differences in, in how they recruit, the type of players they're looking for, um, and it's, you know, college baseball. Like I believe, Eric, that if you really want to play, there's a place for you, right? I, I completely agree. I, I think I, I might be a good example of that myself. You know, I, uh, I went to Whittier College, and I, I wasn't uh, certainly highly recruited or anything like that out of out of high school, but um, you know, I had passion and desire and. Um, you know, fortunately for me, academically, I was, I was able to do it financially, we made it work. So, you know, I think if you're persistent and, you know, you're dedicated and, and have the desire to continue, I think everybody can find an opportunity to, to do this, you know? Yeah. And, and I mean, we're just trying to educate, you know, our program, the players within our program, CBA, you know, I mean, the majority of them, like if you go on our website, you'll see, oh, you know, so-and-so committed to USC, so-and-so committed to you know, Vander, what Vanderbilt, wherever. Right. Mm-hmm. And, but I mean, and they're, you know, freshmen and sophomores in high school. Right. So everybody like they're all, they're all hitting the panic button. Oh man. Like the best player in my grad class just committed to university of Arizona. I gotta, I gotta commit too. you know, like, sure. and, yep. um, and, um, it's not like I would say 90 to 95% of the players, not just within our program, but anywhere, right. They're, they're going to be guys that are considered, you know, quote unquote late, commitment type guys right they're gonna it's gonna come at the summer after their junior year it's gonna come into the fall and a lot of times into the spring of their senior year um i know like right now you know we're, we're just kind of living in a different era with with everybody's seasons getting cut short and i know you guys are you know you guys are at home too just like the rest of us but um you know if you can like i'd like you to touch on just like you know your program you know campus life at hope international university um you know the 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 atmosphere in Fullerton, and just you know what what a what a prospective student athlete can can expect from you know being a part of your guys' baseball program. Sure, sure, yeah, no, I you know I think uh, uh, we've got kind of a unique dynamic. You know, I, I've been involved in uh, I call it small college baseball uh, almost exclusively my entire career so far, and uh, you know generally small college uh, is usually associated with small town. And, um, you know, I, I mentioned I went to Whittier and that was it, you know, it was a nice neighborhood, great area, but um, ultimately, you know, you got to get in your car to go do anything. And, 
you know, we're, we're kind of unique in the sense that we're really small um, with, with our campus life. You know, we've got 600 or so students on campus undergrad um, with 16 sports teams. So over half of our student population is at this school. But, you know, 36,000 kids there. You know, so we've got a, a pretty big school environment feel uh, with the intimacy, uh, you know, certainly of, of going to class and having eight or nine kids in your class and getting to know your professors. And, you know, obviously with, with as many athletes as there are on campus, you know, being able to commiserate with uh, with people around you to, um, you know, that are going through the same things you're going through. And it, so it really does create a unique experience and environment, um, you know, it, with the small college feel uh, that we've got there. You know, from a campus life perspective, you know, I think uh, a lot of ours, is, and I think it's probably similar, you know, anywhere uh, it's what you make of it. You know, it, you, you can complain that, uh, you know, we don't have football. Um, that's true, you know, but um, we've got basketball. You know, if you want to be on campus, you know, we've got Disneyland five miles down the road. The beach is 15 minutes. I mean, campus life is, is with the people that you're with on campus more than, than it is what you're doing on campus for me, you know, I, I think. And so, um, you know, if you, if you want to create a, a, an awesome atmosphere and environment and um, experience in college, you know, you, you can do that wherever you go, you know, and, and find things that, that you're associated with. I, uh, you know, I've heard it from some other people across this recruiting process. You know, it's the, you pick somewhere that you want to go to school that if baseball wasn't there or whatever sport it may be, uh, you'd still be excited to be there, you know, and I think that's important and um, really create a comfort level to, uh, to succeed academically and athletically and, you know, in our case, uh, spiritually as well, you know, we're a faith-based institution. So um, that's a big aspect when, you, when you're making these decisions. Yeah. And, like, one thing I want to say is, you know, when, when you spoke at uh, an event that we held at, um, at Amerish back in January, I was, like, mm-hmm. I was very impressed. Like, you're, like, you, <laughs> like, one, you know what you're talking about, right? So <laughs> that, that's a good thing. But, I tricked um, you. Yeah, you you kind of I mean you kind of did. <laughs> no, no, no. But no, you like you like you're a head coach for a reason, right? You 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 know how to lead. Um, you have really good information. Um, uh, players obviously you know really buy in to what you what you have have laid out for them. Um, you guys went to the College World Series a few years back, right? What, we did 2017. 2017. Yep. Did, did you guys win yep. it? Did you guys win it? Or did you we guys? did not. No, we did not. We went two and out. We went two and out out there. But uh, we we were uh, us and Georgia Gwinnett are the only two uh, programs that fastest to the College World Series two seasons of, of competition. So, oh. um, so we we got that distinction. So yeah, yes. So like, what was what was that like? What was it like being there and for the players? Man, you know, it, it, funny. I, I so I went back. This past season, I was on the uh, the games committee uh, as a volunteer through the ABCA and uh, helped with that. You know, it was a big thing when we were there, having somebody kind of walk you through the day and what you're doing. And so got to go back, and I, I realized how uh, how much I kind of took it for granted uh, being there. And, and you know, it's uh, it, it was amazing the things I felt like I missed um, uh, from the town experience and stuff. But uh, it was so amazing, it, you know, special for our guys. I mean, that was our second season of baseball, so you know, we had. Um, essentially our same team for two years and to be able to um, take guys that, that committed to our program when we had nothing, you know, I got hired my AD kind of joked with me and said, Hey, we, you know, congratulations. But remember we got no baseballs. We got no uniforms. We got no bats. I, I kind of chuckled and, you know, to, guys to get somebody to, to decide that that's the right place for them to continue their education and athletic experience and, 
um, you know, without anything and to be able to provide that with them, it, it was, it was special, you know, and surreal. And, uh, the town of Lewiston is amazing. I mean, uh, I think our first game, we had about 5,500 people at the game and it was an unbelievable atmosphere. And, um, you know, it, it was, it was neat, you know, something that we hope we can, uh, find a way to do again sometime soon. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, it sounds like a special experience. I've never, I've never been there, um, Lewiston yep. or never experienced the NAIA world series, but I have, I mean, Obviously, Omaha for Division One is, you know, an unreal experience for the players and the teams that are able to to, to make it. Um, I I don't imagine it being any less special, you know, for, you know, for your guys' team or the players involved to to have achieved that and be able to get to that point because that's that's like the pinnacle of uh, of of college baseball for anybody, you know, just being able to sure. get to yeah get to the College World Series and you know being able to compete against the best and you know, that's, I mean, for for those that don't know, like NAIA baseball is good baseball. Like it's not, it's not like, you know, I think there's a common misconception that NAIA, NAIA baseball isn't competitive. And I, you know, I, I 100% disagree. Like, like guys come yeah. out of NAIA baseball and play professional baseball and get to the big leagues. Like it's not, you know, it's not, um you know, it's not just like a backyard, you know, deal, you know, for lack of better you know, better phrase. So, um, yeah, no, I, I think you can find that at any level. You know, yeah. I, I think you, you can, you know, it, it's hard to win period wherever you're at, you know? And, and so, you know, with that in mind, uh, you know, you, you can be a division one program and not be run effectively or efficiently or, um, you know, create that experience. And we've had guys that have left division one programs and come back to us and, um, you know, it, it had a better experience with us, whether it be playing time or, facility or apparel you know whatever it might be it, just because it says division one doesn't mean that it's going to be run well and that's the same at NAIA you know it's uh there, there's programs that that are I mean uh, I've seen taking tours we were out at Faulkner last year for our regional and uh Georgia Gwinnett before that I mean and these places are second to none at, at any level from a facility standpoint um and it's because they have people in administrative positions and coaches that care you know and so um, I, I think it's just a matter of, you know, the level is the level. I mean, that's what it is. But in 2017, I mean, we had a ninth round draft pick, you know, the, the state of California that year, we had the highest non-division one college level player drafted um, was out of our program that season. Um, Arizona State first player drafted in 2017 was picked after ours. Um, you know, so, and that's not a credit or a tribute to anything that we did. We had a special talent and he happened to be playing baseball at our place and, you know, got a chance to continue and play professional baseball after that. But, you know, I, I think you're right. It's, uh, it, it's, there, there's certainly a, a misconception that, you know, NAI is just kind of ragtag, throw it together and, and go do it. But, you know, ultimately it's, uh, um, I think when you have people that care in, in positions of power that, you know, provide us, you know, myself, the coach with the opportunity uh, to go out and be successful, our athletic director and, and our school has got a great vision for what they want the program to be. And, um, you know, if, if we're bad, it's my fault. You know, they, they give us what we need to, to be successful in my opinion. And, you know, they provide us with, uh, with the resources to create a great experience for people to come through our program. Yeah. And I mean, this is, this is really, um, you know, and I was talking to Eric Valenzuela mm -hmm. yesterday about how, like, you know, we're all sitting at home and, um, you know, we're kind of, like we, we miss the game, you know, we miss uh, <laughs> just, just being, being on the field or being, you know, being a part of it, you know, it's, it's ingrained in what we do every day. Mm -hmm. And, uh, 
like in a way, this is a blessing for me, this time where we're, you know, this downtime we have, because I'm able to, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't have taken the leap into doing a podcast if I didn't have this time. So, <laughs> right. so, um, but it's a good opportunity to educate, um, not just the players within CBA, you know, because that's, you know, that's the organization that I'm a part of, um, for, for club baseball, but you know, it's really for like anybody in that boat, like they really don't know, you know, what they're, you know, what, what lower division baseball is about. And they really don't, you know, they, it's almost like, shoot, I see my, my, my peers and they're committing to, you know, you know, big five programs, you know, power five Mm -hmm. programs. And then, you know, and then I'm not that player, you know, I just, you know, and I know that, but I, I, I'm just still holding on. Like, you know, maybe, right. maybe, you know, maybe Cal State Fullerton will think I'm that, you know, I'm going to be a fit, you know, sure. maybe, you know, and then, you know, the panic button, you know, gets hit and the parents are, you know, attending, you know, having their kids attend all the wrong events, you know, throughout their whole yeah. high school career. And then all of a sudden, like there, there's a light bulb that goes off, like mm, maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe yeah. I am an NEIA <laughs> guy, you know, and, sure. you know, after you look back at the thousands of dollars that they've spent, you know, on, on the showcases and camps, you know, all over the country, whether it's perfect game or, you know, the college, the college, you know, uh, prospect camps that are being held, you know, now mm-hmm. there's a, now reality starting to set in and now they're starting to really focus on what they really should be doing. So, I mean, I guess from a recruiting standpoint now, you know, um, for, for hope or similar programs or, um, you know, other NEIA programs, I should say, you know, where would you say, like your biggest recruiting window is where like what, at what point, at what point in like a high school player's career, sure. you know, would you say like, okay, now we're really bearing down on you guys. Sure. Uh, you know, I, I, I think, um, you know, something for us and, and it's, it's, I didn't really have a better way of doing it w- with our recruiting. Um, and so we're kind of the trial by error. I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm really, really fortunate to have a, a coaching staff that uh, um, is, open to the way that I wanted to do it, but it's really just hard work for us uh, of getting out to as many possible games and as many um, events. And, and just, you know, it might be a Monday afternoon when we finish practice and, you know, a local high school is playing, it may not be uh, perceived as a great high school game or program, but if we have a chance to go see it, you just never know what's going to happen. And so I think the, the short answer to that is, you know, we're trying to find you as early as we can and, and, continue to, you know, monitor your success and your progression and such. But uh, I mean, ultimately, you know, we, we were in a position this season um, where we were actually playing uh, probably three freshmen every single game. Um, not one of those freshmen had committed to us before the middle of their high school season of their senior year. Um, and it wasn't anything different. I mean, we knew who they were significantly, you know, prior to that. Um, seeing them at camps and, and at their high school stuff from years before. But um, like you said, you know, it kind of took a little while for them to say, okay, uh, you know, I, I keep waiting for the 10 to ask me to prom, but I, I got the seven over there that, <laughs> that's ready to go with me right now. And, no, you guys and, are a 10. Uh, you know? You're a 10. Yeah, well, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> you're a 10. But, that's funny. You know, but uh, I mean, you know, it's, it, and just I, I think it's, it's a clarity and honesty thing for me. I, I really try and be as transparent as we can with these guys throughout the process and and I, I tell them, I say, you know, there, there's not a human being 
that woke up dreaming about playing baseball at Hope International University when they were kids. And mostly, you know, obviously we didn't have baseball prior to 2016. So uh, just because of that fact, but I said what it what it does do, I, I didn't dream about coaching at Hope. You know, it wasn't something where you grow up saying that's what I want to do. But what we do together now is we all have the same opportunity to continue to put a uniform on and continue to compete and um, work as a team. And, and, you know, you mentioned late bloomers earlier. You just never know who it's going to be. But, you know, I I heard it described to me a a while back from a player and, you know, he's going through professional baseball. He's in the major leagues now. And he said, um, any clubhouse that I ever was in, um, was not filled with division one baseball players exclusively. And he goes, if not for any reason other than myself, I played division two baseball because we had junior college kids. We had NAI, we had D three, we had Puerto Ricans and Dominicans. He, there, there's not a cookie cutter way to say that this is what you have to do to play professional baseball. And, you know, I think that sometimes that gets lost in the shuffle with, with these kids. They, they want the, the division one experience so bad, but you know, it might be better um, for them to come to an NAI program or D2 or D3 school and, you know, get an opportunity to play. You know, we tell our guys that the freshman kids that we had playing this year, that they, they, you know, they, they got their work cut out for them, but they've got a chance to work themselves into potential draft prospects as this thing goes on. And, you know, the reason for that is because, you know, this year they got a hundred plus at bat. Um, next year, they're going to get two or 300 at bats. The year after that junior year draft season, you know, they're 700 at bats into college. Whereas, you know, that kid probably could have gone to a Division One program. He had a couple walk-on offers, um, and he probably would have got eight at-bats his first year and 20 his second year, and now he's a junior getting ready to start in his draft season, and he's 25 at-bats into college, whereas, you know, sometimes the, the, the you know, the, the failure experiences and learning by playing um, is what's going to set them up for success in the long term rather than the, the short term, and I think that's kind of sometimes what gets lost, you know, is, is what, what's the actual goal uh, of the athlete? You know, is it, is it to play division one baseball? Great. If that's what it is and go to division one school, if it's to play professionally, it doesn't mean you have to go to the division one school to make that happen. So, right. Well, I mean, and that's the thing, like, you know, you said it, you know, like everybody's journey is a little bit different and there's no real cookie cutter way for, um, you know, for a player to, if they want to play professional baseball, and so it's just a matter of, you know, what's that next step that's the best for me? You know, there's so many guys that I know that like, okay, they choose, you know, they choose like a division one program because it's the, it's, it's the sexy way to go, you know? Mm-hmm. And, yep. and, uh, somehow they end up back at home anyways. You know what I mean? Like somewhere, like somewhere along the way, it's like, man, like, yeah, you know, I went to, you know, UW or where, you know, I, I mean, not to say, sure. anything, right. but right. Yeah. like, it's, you know, like, it's just like, it takes a couple of like, you know, a couple of rough experiences to put them back where, you know, on the path where that that's best for them, you know, and, and oftentimes, you know, like these players are good enough to come right out of high school and play at a program like hope. And a lot of times they're just, they're, they're really good to play at a division one program, you know, outside of California, if they're willing to go, to a cold weather state or go to a, you know, uh, you know, just a, a school that isn't what they would normally have on their radar, I should say, you know, and a lot of times like Southern California kids, right. They're, you know, they love SoCal, like they don't want to leave, you know? So, mm-hmm. I mean, we've had yep. guys that have turned down like division one opportunities for division two or division three here locally because the one <laughs> schools are, you know, in the Midwest somewhere or back East in a cold weather state. And so they're just like, ah, oh, no, that's not for me. I'd rather go to Cal state San Marcos or I'd rather, you know, so, yeah. which is nothing right. wrong with that. You know, that's what they want to do. No. And, um, yep. but it's, if, if we can have, if we can have 
guys that like, I don't want to say, Hey, be realistic because then they, you know, I, I, I want guys to dream big, but again, you know, there, there's a, there's another variable there where, you know, the, the investment opportunity might not be there. Like the, like those D one schools, obviously they recruit as many guys as they possibly can at a specific position to see what they can get, right. To see what they're, mm-hmm. they, they can, they, you know, to create that, and I, I know you guys do this too, but to create that competition amongst players so that they can win a job, right? But it's even more sure. cutthroat at the Division One level to where, like, yeah, I'm good enough to play here, but these guys are just, you know, they, they just want, they just won the job, and so now I'm back out. You know, I, I'm not, I don't have the opportunity to play, so then they bounce back to a program like Hope, and it's, you know, mm-hmm. it's a good chance for them to really excel and show what they, you know what I mean, really, yeah. you know, really, you know, kind of show what they got, you know, so to speak. So. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we, we had a, we had a draft pick last season that was in his fourth school in four years. And for whatever reason, you know, he's a great kid and, you know, it had tremendous arm talent and was, um, but you know, never really clicked, uh, so to speak, and never really had the ample opportunity to continue to develop his craft. And with us, it was the first time he had thrown over eight innings, uh, but one other year in college. And, you know, because of that and, just continuing to develop it, it, it got him a draft pick and he's playing professional baseball now. And like you said, you know, four schools in four years and ended up with us. We didn't have a magic potion that said, you know, here's, here's why you're going to get drafted. If you come to hope, it's just, he got better because he got to play more. You know, That's what it took for him. So, yeah. Well, I mean, and that's, and that's the thing, like you don't, you don't necessarily, you know, have to go that route. Um, You know, the, the division one route, obviously, which is what we've been talking about, but, like in my draft class, right? I didn't get drafted. That was a free agent sign out of college. But mm-hmm. um, in my draft class, there was Freddie Freeman, Jason Hayward, <laughs> some senior signs from like one from University of Texas, another one from uh, San Diego State where I was at, and then a bunch of junior college guys and NAIA guys. <laughs> you know, like yeah. that was that was right. everybody. You know what I mean? That was like that's like six guys, right? And then at the rest for JC and NAIA players that were yep. really good like guys that like and I even then like as a player for me when I was 22 years old or 21 when I when I signed I was like NAIA mm, okay you know mm-hmm. like I wasn't I didn't know like I, I wasn't educated like as to how dude these guys were good like they were sure. really good like they like the scouting department for the Braves did you know obviously did their job they brought in talent you know but not just that like I'm looking at like the rookie ball teams in the in the in the GCL um in the Gulf Coast League in 07 and I'm looking around and I'm like, dude, like, like these, like I, you know, I, I kind of, I mean, Google was around, so I was able to see who came from where and all that stuff. And, um, I'm looking at these players. I'm like, dude, that's a JC guy. That's an NAIA guy, you know, like, (laughs) and I'm like, man, like there's a lot of talent. Like after I start to piece it together in my head, like there's a lot of talent at these levels. And I remember like there was a kid that went to San Diego state before I got there. His name was Lance Sawadsky. And he was from, I want to say he was like from Arkansas or somewhere in that direction. And then he went to LSU. Uh, so, and then he transferred to San Diego state and then he transferred out, you know, he transferred mm-hmm. out from San Diego state and he went to like, I want to say, is it Lee? Lee, Lee yeah. state? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. That's in Tennessee. Or where's that at? Yep. Lee, okay. Lee university in Tennessee. Lee yep. university in Tennessee. And then, yep. and then like three years later, he's in the big leagues. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that I mean, there's so many, there's so many of those guys. Like Justin Masterson was another guy that was an NEIA guy, I think, um, pitcher for the mm-hmm. Red Sox for about five, six years, maybe longer. Yep. And then he ended up transferring to San Diego State and signing. But he, he, he went the NEIA route, and he grew as a player, and he grew, you know, he, he, 
He just developed, right? And that gives sure. you that that extend your development time and opportunity so that you can you can have those you know advantages to maybe play professional baseball in three or four years. And yeah, you know, yeah, okay. If I'm not the most physically developed kid out of high school, right, I'm probably not going to play Division One baseball. But give yourself more time, you know. I mean, development right. happens. And I tell I tell my players all the time, like I didn't have a good arm, like as a shortstop out of high school, I was average at best. I think my perfect game, you know, profile tells you what my arm strength was. But I played shortstop <laughs> in college, and then and then um, and then you know I until I was at till I was done with college, right? And I got into like a, a like a Jaeger uh, Allen Jaeger type um, uh, long toss program, and then eventually my arm got in shape, and I and and it was I didn't have a plus arm till I was 23. Yeah. You know? And that was like kind yep. of the missing piece for me at, for the position that I was playing at. But now finally like I'm more I'm more of a complete player. I can still hit and run, but like now I can now I can really throw, you know. So now I'm at short and that 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 development took me well into my 20s. It wasn't it didn't happen at 16, 17, you know. So yeah. like the the you know, in the world we live in, it's like parents and players are like, shoot, if I'm not completely developed physically by the time I graduate from high school, my career is <laughs> over, you know? And yeah. so, um, um, no, I mean, just, just trying to, trying to instill patience in guys, you know, and, and give them, you know, that, I mean, everybody says, trust the process, trust the process. And that's becoming so cliche. Like I don't even like saying it anymore, <laughs> but it's really what you got to do. Right. And, and if, um, NAIA baseball is that in, in your process, like embrace it. You know, yeah. and that's and have yeah. fun with it and appreciate it. It's all about it's about gratitude at that point, being grateful for the opportunity to continue to play because there's so many kids that don't have that opportunity, you know. And so, you know, not to look at, you know, don't look at, you know, NAIA programs and say, oh, man, that's not D1. So, you know, I'm a little discouraged about who I am as a player. Um, like, that's not something that guys need to do. Right. So, yeah, um, I, I agree. Agree with you 100 percent on all that. I think that's spot on for me. Yeah. So, I mean. We're kind of get, we're kind of getting to the end there. I mean, I do want to say, you know, you know, on air for the record, you know, congratulations on the new baby, you know. And, um, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Know, you yeah. <laughs> I mean, one one kid is one man, but two is like a thousand. So I know, I know. <laughs> so I said, I'm lucky I, in some weird way with this uh, this coronavirus thing, you know, because uh, next season I, we we lucked out, and uh, I think uh, twelve of our fourteen seniors have uh, elected to return next season. So awesome. uh, I, I probably am going to be able to to have a few days where I'm a little bit more mentally checked out yeah. <laughs> with with a group of returning guys that know what the expectations That's are. Good, so, man. so yeah, no, it's That's awesome. awesome. So, awesome. How, so how how far apart are um are your two? Is your oldest right here? Twenty. 21 months to the day. That's awesome so, because yep, like I have so. two, right? And like at, uh-huh. at, at the time when we, when we had our second one, that was, I mean, they were both oopsie babies, but when, <laughs> we, had, when we had the second one, I was like, oh man, two. And then, uh, but now I realize like it's better that way because, you know, they have, they, you know, they, they obviously build that, that, that relationship amongst each other. They play with each other. They, you know, they have fun with each other. They keep each other company you know, they're never alone. They're never lonely. You know, so yeah. it's a, it's, it's really our, actually a good thing, you know, that you have our, them so our older together. one, our older one seen us uh, burping the younger one. And so uh, she thinks that's cute for her to go ahead and do that too. So it's kind of, kind of fun to watch, watch these two go at it. I think oh, for a long time, yeah. <laughs> a little, little funny story before we close up my, uh, when, when we brought the second one, my daughter home, Emmy, my son's name is Joey and they're about two years apart as well. And Joey was still in diapers. Um, 
and walking around the house. And when we brought Emmy home as a newborn, he was so pissed off. Like he took all his toys. Like we were living in like a, in like a one bedroom apartment at the time. He took all his toys out of the living room and he put, he took them on the balcony. He took his little, like a uh, little paw patrol chair, took it outside. And he just like, he, he locked himself on the balcony in his diaper. Cause he didn't want, he was like, he was like pissed off. Like there was somebody else in the house. And then like, it wasn't like, he was out there for like maybe an hour, you know, <laughs> he, didn't want, he wouldn't come in. Like I'd open the door and he'd look at me and he'd glare at me. And then, you know, and then I'd leave again, leave him just, just checking on him. And then my, my funny one, my wife was asking our daughter, you know, she goes, do, do you want a brother or sister? And, and her response inevitably was uh, nope. Nope. It wasn't even an option, but she knew she didn't want one. So, <laughs> um, Well, I mean, they'll, they'll, I mean, he, uh, that, that's, that's great though, that you had them close together because it's, uh, it really is, that really is a blessing, you know, and it is a blessing. Yeah you know, to be able to, to have that time right now to spend with them, you know, I mean, obviously there's people out there that are struggling with this whole, you know, this whole lockdown and, and people are dying and stuff like that. But for, for, you know, in, in, in this scenario for you personally, this is, you know, this is a good time because most people don't get this opportunity to be with their kids every day like this. So that's right. Power of positivity, right? <laughs> Absolutely, man. That's the only way you can look at this, you know? So, yep. um, yeah, but that's pretty much it, you know, and I, you know, I want to thank you for taking the time today. I, I know your schedule is slammed, <laughs> so, um, but, uh, no, just, no, thanks again. And, um, you know, for everybody else out there listening, you know, I really appreciate if you can hit the subscribe button, um, and, you know, leave a review and, and, you know, just tell a friend about this because I mean, this is a relatively new, well, I shouldn't say relatively like brand new podcast mm-hmm. and, you know, the information we're providing as maybe new for a lot of you guys, uh, probably most of you guys. But um, if if you can do that, you know it's greatly appreciated. I I, I'm, I appreciate you taking the time to listen in. Thanks, Eric, and signing off now. And I uh, will talk to you guys soon. <laughs>